are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I welcome in everybody. Let's plate this dish on a Wednesday, October 2nd and a Thursday, October 3rd. It is another installment, another edition of Locked On Lions right here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We bring you Lions coverage. Matt Derry with you. Thank you for listening and tuning in today. By week time, Lions uh, made their coaches available, assistant coaches, coordinators available to the media today, but they don't have to put out an injury report. There is no game this week to get ready for. A week from Monday, Lions at the Packers for Monday Night Football. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers and company, and what should be a fun start to the divisional games. Facing the Vikings twice, the Packers twice, and the Bears twice. Green Bay at 3-1. and one. Lions on a bye this week. Only two teams on bye all of this week. That is Detroit and Miami. Coming up on the show today, Ben Raven, the newest Lions beat writer, covers the team for MLive.com alongside Kyle Meinke. We'll welcome Ben to the show for the first time and get his thoughts on what he sees from this 2-1-1 one one outfit down in Allen Park. We'll do that coming up momentarily. Got to get into some TJ Hawkins and stuff, uh, the concussion, and certainly how he's played through the first four games. Our show today is brought to you by our friends at Blue Chew. That's B-L-U-E, Chew.com, and by my bookie. If you're going to place a bet on games, NFL games, whatever it is, the baseball, go to mybookie.ag. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Dairy Speaks, D-E-R-Y Speaks, or the Matt Dairy Facebook fan page, where your comments are always a welcome. Got to give a shout-out. We have a new listener today. Shout out to Mary Duda out in Clarkston. Mary loves her Lions. Her daughter Stephanie's a good friend of mine. Shout out to uh, Steph and uh, Mary. They love their Lions. Mary watches every game and uh, was pacing this past Sunday at Buffalo Wild Wings uh, and biting her fingernails off as the Lions and Chiefs went toe-to-toe. But we welcome Mary, one of our newest listeners right here on Locked on Lions. All right, I saw something today. Uh, on uh, ESPN.com. They had a ranking. They had NFL experts did a panel of who are the top 10 rookies so far through four games of the regular season. Now, again, you know we've gone over numbers. We've given you stats and everything else. And we all know this. TJ Hawkinson of the Lions has been impressive. Week one was outer space. Over 160 yards receiving the most ever by a rookie in his debut in NFL history. We knew that wasn't going to keep up. But if you watch the video, you watch the film, you watch the games closely, and a lot of people re-watch the games. I was talking to my buddy Al yesterday. He's re-watching the game. You just see that this kid has it all. He can do it all. He can make the catches. He can break tackles. Uh, we saw the hurdle job that he did on Sunday that he tried to jump over two Chiefs defenders, and it turned out to be a bad move because uh, he got undercut, knocked uh, you know unconscious for a second and out cold as he landed on his head on the Ford field, Ford field turf, and I think that'll be the last time you see the rookie tight end from Iowa try to do such a thing. But T.J. Hawkinson right now is in the concussion protocol, and we'll talk to Ben Raven and find out if he'll be back for Monday's game against Green Bay. But I saw these NFL rookie rankings from ESPN.com, and they paneled a, a bunch of experts. And where do you think T.J. Hawkinson ranks as far as the top rookies through four games? You know, would he be 12th? Would he be 8th? Is he is he in the top five? Well, according to ESPN.com's experts and panel, Josh Jacobs, a running back from the Raiders, is number one. Brian Burns, outside linebacker from Carolina, is two. He's been a sack machine so far. Uh, Terry McLaurin, the wideout from Ohio State, and the Redskins is third. I didn't know the Redskins were still in the NFL. Uh, Hollywood Brown, four. 
Darnell Savage, the uh, safety from Green Bay, five. Gardner Minshew, uh, the mustached quarterback from Jacksonville, six. Josh Allen, defensive end, seventh. How about Chase Winovich of the Patriots, number eight? And then our boy TJ Hawkinson at number nine, one spot ahead of Devin Bush. And again, you know, I, I know what we all know what Hawkinson did in the opener, and his numbers haven't been gaudy since, but he's a big target. He's a team player. And the Lions run game Sunday against the Chiefs, many of the runs, and he won't get credit for a lot of these. The offensive line's getting credit. Graham Glasgow's getting credit for his pro football focus grade, and we talked about that yesterday. But TJ Hawkinson is showing, as a rookie, that he can really, really block from the tight end spot. And we knew when the Lions drafted Brandon Pettigrew in the first round, Butterfingers Pettigrew, in the first round years ago, he was a good blocking tight end. His pass-catching skills were eh. And it turned out that Pettigrew was, was a serviceable tight end for the Lions. All right, Eric Ebron, we know that story. Dropped to Miss Prime. Uh, just, just a bust here. Went on to Indianapolis, had a very good season last year. Uh, this year, not so much. But Eric Ebron's one of his weak spots was blocking. Now they get Hawkinson. Third time they've taken a, a first-round tight end. This kid can really move bodies. And it's setting an edge. It's opening up some, some, some running lanes, both on the, on, the, on the right side and left side, wherever he's lined up. And you throw that in the mix with Jesse James and Logan Thomas, who have both had their moments making big catches. James, of course, to put away the Chargers in that key third down play in the fourth quarter of that game a couple of weeks ago. And Logan Thomas has made some plays. So the Lions have really beefed up their tight end spot. And with TJ Hawkinson... You know, this concussion, I don't know how long it's going to last and when he'll be cleared to go, and obviously you're going to err on the side of caution. But, boy, he's been a, a find for the Lions, and I know he's a first-rounder, and he's supposed to play well. But already to be in the top ten by these experts is, is a great sign. And it goes to show the people around the league are starting to notice that this kid is just scratching the surface. So that's, it's, that's a nice feather in the cap of Bob Quinn for sure uh, when we're talking about um, T.J. Hawkinson. All right, at the end of a hard week, uh, you're getting ready for NFL football. You want to sit down, take some time off, watch some games. You want to bet on some games. And there's no better way to make the games even more exciting than to bet, at, bet on them at mybookie.ag. Do the smart thing and bet on the Lions. Bet on the Lions. Bet on, uh, on the Lions against the Whatever you want to do. But you want to put a wager down, go to mybookie.ag. No one gives you more ways to win than they do. They've got the fastest payouts and better lines than any other sports book. So where you're betting is this as important as who you're betting on. You want to trust the process, everything else. MyBookie.ag is the best in the business. All right? If you're the kind of guy that likes to bet a little bit, maybe you and you want to win a lot, try a parlay. If all your picks come through, you'll multiply your winnings, and you'll get paid right away. Best time of the year to do this is now. That's at MyBookie.ag. If you join them now, MyBookie will double your first deposit. So sign up, sign in, use the promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, to activate that offer. All you have to do is use the promo code LOCKEDON. You put in, put in 100 bucks, they give you 100 bucks. All right? MyBookie.ag today. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. It's a pleasure to be joined by Ben Raven from MLive.com. Of course, we used to have Nate Atkins on the show. We've had Kyle on a bunch of times. Ben taking over for Nate and handling those 
uh, co-beat uh, duties covering the Lions, and he gives us a couple minutes here on uh, Locked On Lions. Hey, Ben. Hey, man. Pleasure to pleasure to join you. Glad we could make it work. No, oh, appreciate it. I know it's been a, kind of a whirlwind for you in, in joining the beat when you did and, and everything else. What are your first impressions so far? How's it been going? And uh, are the Lions uh, aiming and the crew treating you all right? Oh, yeah. You know, the PR staff here is fantastic to deal with. They've made a, a new beat reporter's life very easy on a hectic, hectic job, you know? I haven't had a day off since I started, but uh, no complaints here. I love the job, I love the work, and I love the grind. Are, are you surprised at 2-1-1? One, and one? What, 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 Did you think that they would be playing this well this early? I had a lot of confidence in the defense coming in, you know, coming in kind of coming in dry on the team, but I, I have to stay surprised at 2-1-1 one, and one just based on who they beat and who they tied to. I mean, an absolutely brutal four-game stretch, and to be above 500 and that close to being undefeated still is pretty surprising and impressive. You and I recording here on a Wednesday. I know today they made uh, Daryl Bevel and Paul Pasqualoni available. Any any key nuggets that come out of that that uh, raised eyebrows for you at all? Um, I hung out with uh, the defensive backs coach, special teams coach, and uh, I handled some of the other assistant coaches there. You know, they're just kind of looking through the last four games, trying to figure out where they need to go from here. Nothing nothing spectacularly stood out. Got some fun comments from uh, Jeff Davidson, the offensive line coach, on the rotation at guard between Dahl, Glasgow, and Kenny Wiggins there. Uh, kind of made it sound like they're doing that for longevity reasons, but I think I still think it's an interesting thing going on in the team on the line when Glasgow is playing as well as he is and he's still getting rotated out, you know? Yeah, that, I was going to ask you about that anyway. You know, Jeff Davidson's highly regarded. I think the O-line has done a nice job, albeit they're probably their best performance run blocking of the year came this past Sunday, and now they got to keep it going. But yeah, Graham Glasgow, at least with PFF and just with eyeballs of all of us watching, has had a terrific year. Why he has to come out of games for Kenny Wiggins makes no sense to me right now. You know, and that's kind of what we were trying to get out of Coach Davidson. And, you know, he's got a lot of trust in Kenny Wiggins. They go way back. He's got a lot of trust in him on the inside, the outside. And I think it's literally just I believe him when he says they're doing it for longevity and leg reasons. But uh, at the same time, you know, Graham Glasgow is clearly the hot hand at guard. You know, Dull started hot. He's kind of come back to earth. And I think they're both technically better than better options than Wiggins there. But, uh, We'll see what happens going forward. He said he's not completely ruled out against just going with two starting guards and leaving them in there. But at the same time, it sounds like a game-by-game basis. But he's been pretty consistent in the rotation so far. Ben Raven, MLive.com, covers the Lions. Um, What do you think has been the key with Glasgow? Do you think the Dahl contract and getting an extension, not that it broke the bank, was a motivator for Graham a little bit? Uh, Maybe. You know, just seeing that, like, shoot, even a – a rotation young guy like that got his deal with the team, you know, I mean, might've been a motivating factor, but I just think him moving back to the guard position, you know, I mean, getting Frank back at his natural position as center. I think, I think that's just really helped a lot. I think Ragnow at center has really helped all of those guards come in and out like they have. You know, it's interesting, Ben. I, I think the Monday night game in two weeks will, will tell us a little bit more about this, about this offensive line. Obviously Kenny Clark and some of the guys the Packers have are very good. The Lions face a Chiefs defense that does not stop the run. They didn't against the Ravens two weeks ago. They didn't last week against Carrion and the Lions. Uh, that, that to me, would be more of a measuring stick for if this offensive line, at least from a run-blocking perspective, uh, has gotten better. What do you think? I think so, too. I mean, if, 
in a couple of weeks here. It feels weird to say that. If you see the type of holes that Carrion Johnson saw against the Chiefs this past weekend, then that means that this line is absolutely for real. And I do like a lot what's going on on this offensive line, but that was kind of an eye-opening uh, game against the Chiefs there. I mean, there were wide-open holes that any back in the league could have ran through a couple of times. We have not heard the name Paul Perkins since that uh, pickup. Uh, will he be active in, in your mind, or do you think that what they have at running back right now, and then of course with Nick Bauden at, at fullback, is all they're going to go with right now? I, I, my gut feeling is it's going to keep going the way it's going because I mean, look at what JD McKissick is doing. He is making the absolute most of his touches. Nick Bauden is on the field a lot more than people realize in the slot at fullback in the backfield, and you know Ty Johnson is taking up everything else that Bauden and McKissick aren't getting there too. So. I think with Paul Perkins, it's kind of a wait-and-see approach. I mean, I know he missed a lot of time coming into a new offense. I think they're going to take the slow approach there, but they like his explosiveness. They like his pad level. I wouldn't be shocked to see him active, but I don't think it's going to be there yet. Look at you with pad level. You're in midseason form. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I've been listening to Coach Patricia too much. <laughs> <laughs> well, while we're on the subject of Matt Patricia, give me a letter grade on how you think he's done the first quarter of the season. Shoot, uh, I would give him a solid B plus. You know, I mean, there's been some question marks on timeout usage here. I I leaned with the way he used his timeouts in the waning minutes against Kansas City last week. I kind of was like, they're gonna score here. Give Matthew Stafford's a puncher's chance, and they did. You know, he's been ultra conservative going into the half with timeouts when he gets the ball. I'd like to see that change a little bit, but. I mean, he has trusted his guys to go out there. I mean, look no further than Jamal Agnew. He gets benched with ball security concerns. Then he gets put back in his role, returns a kick for a touchdown, and then last week he punches the ball out on special teams. Uh, I think the players are really responding to him and his defensive game plans for the season. I mean, look at the quarterbacks they have played through four weeks. Even Kyler Murray, a Heisman winner that nobody had seen in the pros before. His defensive game plans have been fantastic, and he does deserve a lot of credit for that. Give me an update, if you can, on T.J. Hawkinson before we get to the defense. Um, any news and, in, 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 you know, what, what, do you, what do you think his chances are to play in a couple weeks? The most we've heard out of T.J. was on Monday when they said it was just a brain injury, a concussion. It wasn't a shoulder issue, so I think that's good for him moving forward. Obviously, a brain injury concussion is terrible news, but the fact that it's just that to see how he recovers – you know, it's hard to gauge stuff on that just because everybody's different. I mean, I would personally be surprised if he played against Green Bay on Monday just for the simple fact that he was knocked out, like legitimately knocked out, and they struggled to get him to come back there. I don't know. I think they'll take it a little easy with him, even with the extra day added with the bye week. I would I would personally be surprised to see him back. But, hey, who knows? They have not updated us on that since Monday. You know, it sounded positive, but that's all I got on TJ. Ben Raven covers the Lions for MLive.com along with our, our buddy Kyle Meinke. Uh, Lions getting ready for this uh, bye and then Green Bay uh, a, week, a week from Monday. All right, as far as defensively, you said it. Matt Patricia's got this sort of 3-8 look going right now with a rushing three and dropping eight. Uh, and, and it's worked. You're right. It's confused some of these quarterbacks. Uh, will this you know, will this type of thing continue, do you think? Or do you think eventually they'll, they'll blitz some people and, and send four, five, six guys? I think I think they'll start blitzing a little bit more, but I think that this 3-8 is kind of what people are going to see from the Lions this year. They are very deep and very versatile at the safety position. And, I mean, you saw it there. Quandre Diggs only played 14 snaps against the Chiefs. 
Slay was out. They rotate in Tavon Wilson, the rookie Will Harris. They love what they see out of him. He's versatile. He's athletic. He's grown a lot from what I've seen in my two months out here. I think we're going to continue to see what we've been seeing there just because they're truly realizing how deep they are on the back end of that secondary. Did you think Justin Coleman would be this good? And again, it's four games. Let's not uh, crown him and, and make, call him a pro bowler yet. But, boy, this kid has had some seasons so far. Absolutely. I mean, he is fantastic in man-to-man situations in the slot. I mean, they're getting what they paid for. You know, I, I mean, they've answered, he's answered the call on that. They are absolutely getting what they're paid for. And, uh, I mean, I didn't expect anybody to play the way he's been playing. I mean, shoot, if he keeps that up, there, people are going to be talking pro bowl with him. I mean, did you see that punch-out play he had? That was some football brilliance right there, letting Hardman get back to his knees just in time to punch the ball out. I mean, that's unbelievable awareness. That, that that usually happens to the Lions. That usually isn't <laughs> pro Lions. Uh, what about Trey Flowers? You know, PFF loves him and over the last couple of weeks has given him a high grade. But, you know, we're all on Twitter. We see what, what all of us are saying. He's not really exactly getting to the quarterback. He's not putting up double-digit sacks in games. So how do you view how he's played so far? Last week was his best game by leaps and bounds, I would say. You know, he was getting pressure. He was getting in there. He forced the fumble. And I think with him, you know, it was just getting up to speed. The defensive line had some guys missing here in and out and stuff like that. But uh, I think last week's version of Trey Flowers is what we're going to see moving forward with him on that line because, seriously, head and shoulders, best performance of the year. He was getting in that backfield and making some plays and doing what he was expected to do. I know it's a small sample size and it's two games because he missed the first two, but Jared Davis, how how concerned are you with him and his inability to cover running backs, uh, you know, the spying on Mahomes didn't exactly work, and I know PFF rated him very, very low of these first two weeks. Is it a, is it an instance now, an example where you know, or maybe an opportunity for a, a Tavai or one of these guys to move more into the middle and maybe take some of the snaps from Jared Davis? Um, with Davis, I think he's got a pretty long leash, uh, but I mean that's a nightmare matchup against that speed and against that quarterback there. And you know, I would still put him as a better pass coverage guy than to buy right now so i don't think we'll see that yet but uh you know with him i think it's gonna be a wait and see approach i mean that was a brutal matchup for him i mean that was weakness for strength right there and you know the chiefs exploited it you mentioned to a little bit huh? not a ton not a ton of snaps since davis has come back but how do you think he's played oh fantastic i mean i mean coaches will give you coach speak on him but i mean what they mean I, you can tell that they mean it from him he has answered the call in those games that he had to start and last week his snaps were down just matchup based just because it was a heavy passing team like kansas city that uses their running backs uses their slot receivers and crazy motion behind the quarterback like that so i think fans will see to on the field a lot more moving forward but he is going to be in type of a rotation there with davis back because they these coaches trust jared davis so much no they do you're right about that and a captain and, and i understand he was voted you know by by his teammates all right so two one and one obviously green bay coming up next monday lines have a little bit of an advantage to get two weeks to prepare how do you look at this and maybe next quarter these next four games and, and the lions chances oh uh, you know moving forward this team's got to be feeling confident. I mean, they were not expected to be 2-1-1 one, one heading into their bye week. They were 20 seconds away from beating Kansas City. They were a fourth-quarter meltdown on the road from beating Arizona. I mean, this team has got to like where they're heading. To me, they've gotten better every single week, and uh, I think people saw the Detroit Lions team that you're going to see for the rest of the year last week, a team that is tough to game plan against on defense and a team 
if Matthew Stafford keeps playing the way he's playing, that offense is tough to stop. Yeah, you mentioned it too. I, I, I just think, you know, I, and I mentioned this the other day. I think that, like you said earlier, the depth has been there. You know, if we, we would have said at the start of the year that they would have had to play Kansas City without Slay, without Diggs for most of the game, without Amendola, uh, and they were going to hang, I think we'd be pretty happy. Yeah, yeah, I think I think so too. I mean, I mean, they keep finding guys to step into these roles. Look at what Marvin Hall did last week. That guy was a kick returner depth addition when Agnew got benched a couple of weeks ago, and he comes on and makes two of the biggest catches of the game. This team is doing a fantastic job at finding guys to fill holes. I mean, I think that's been one of their strengths this year. All right, Ben, uh, a real pleasure, my friend. Thanks so much. Yeah, thank you, man. Appreciate it. There's Ben Raven from MLive.com. Follow him on Twitter. Check out his work along with Kyle Meinke. Again, the Lions beat keeps getting good and getting better. Nate Atkins did a nice job as kind of the number two guy at MLive. And Nate moved on doing some other things. And give Ben a, a listen, or I should say a read, for sure. We appreciate him coming on. He brought up a very good point about Jeff Davidson of the Lions offensive line. And I want to get into that in a second. First, though, guys, we got to talk about sex, good sex. Remember the days when you were always... Ready to go. Well, now you can increase your performance, get that extra confidence in bed by going to one website, bluechew.com. That's blue like the color blue, B-L-U-E. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable that has the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. So, you know they work. You can take them any time, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill. So you can be ready whenever an opportunity does arise, all right? Now, uh, this isn't for guys who can't perform. It's for any guy who wants extra function, and it'd be better. Bluetooth, prescribed online, ships straight to your door in a discreet package. So there's not going to be any per in-person doctor's visits. We have to talk about that with a doctor. That's embarrassing. No waiting in the pharmacy. Best of all, no more awkwardness. Right now, we'll get this shipped right to you. If you just go to bluechew.com, and that first shipment will be free. When you use the special promo code LOCKEDON, all you pay is $5 in shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-CHEW.com. Promo code LOCKEDON to try it free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring Locked on Lions. All right, welcome back. Uh, I want to wrap up the show with this. Uh, my man Al uh, texted me something today from a PFF. Uh, in regards to Graham Glasgow, we talked about it yesterday. He he's ranking in as 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 one of the top three uh, guards for the NFL in the entire NFL the first four weeks of the season, and he earned the third highest run blocking grade in the NFL among offensive linemen this past week. And you heard Ben Raven mention that. Well, Jeff Davidson's talking about that they're, they're rotating Kenny Wiggins into the game at both left guard and right guard to give Joe Dahl and Graham Glasgow a blow during the games. And look, Kenny Wiggins is a solid depth guy. But if Glasgow keeps playing this well, can the Lions please stop taking him out of the game? I understand it's a contract year. I understand that the Lions, I think, are sending him a little bit of a message. But what if, what if Graham Glasgow at right guard and Frank Ragnow at center is really working? What if... For one series, as the Lions are doing well, they remove Glasgow, they put Wiggins in, he gets beat, and Stafford gets smashed to the ground. Are we going to sit here and go, well, they were just rotating him in? No, we're going to be freaking out. So I understand Davidson kind of defending the move and saying it's for health reasons and it's for 
you know, uh, to keep fresh legs. And maybe this rotation thing is something that's the Lions are discovering that will work. But it's hard to argue how Graham Glasgow is playing so far this year. I wouldn't be messing with it. The guy's in a good rhythm. And the offensive line, at least this past Sunday, it was the best run-blocking game they've had since probably 20, uh, 2017 or 2018, I should say, in Miami when Carrion uh, Johnson went ham on the Dolphins. Uh, that'll do it for Locked On Lions for today. We want to thank Benjamin Raven from MLive for joining me. Also, we are brought to you today by BlueChew.com and MyBookie.ag. We'll do it again tomorrow.